0: Hey, it's Sebastian for the Metal Gods Meltdown, and I'm joined by...
1: Hi, I'm Genevieve from Temptress.
2: And Fox.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to the Metal Gods Meltdown today. For those unfamiliar with you guys, can you give us a very brief history about Temptress and what does heavy metal mean to you both personally?
1: Temptress has been going since about 2000. Um, we have up to our fifth album, which we're releasing in October this year. We are a traditional metal band, but we don't limit ourselves on our sound. We like to use death, thrash, even a little bit of black metal if we need to in our songs. Whatever the song emotion needs, we put that into our songwriting. And, um, yeah, we have a lot of influences that sort of help us with our music um, and our creation of our music. And heavy metal for us is we've been living it since we were teenagers, and it's part of our life, and being in the band is what we do. It's just who we are as people, I think, so.
2: Heavy metal is a very open genre for us. Um, As a music form, we like to write along all the traditional lines, but also try and push the boundaries. Uh, And heavy metal for me is the bands that push the boundaries and keep bringing something new to the table consistently. Uh, One thing that turns me off are bands or sounds that you've heard before. So in Temptress, of course, we push the boundaries and try and make sure that what we're laying down is uh, something that's going to be new. It's still heavy metal, but it's going to be something, uh, a different take, a different angle, a different emotion, a different story.
0: rapture is your fifth album as you've already stated but it's not out to october how frustrating is it that you've got your work done ready and finished and you're waiting
1: well well the artwork's done um we've got a single that's being mixed as we speak we're hoping to have a film clip done um in the next couple of weeks and then we're hoping to have the single out in june sometime in june once the film clip's done to release that to give people a taste of the album we are actually still recording parts of the album, so it's not actually finished as of yet. I have got all the vocals done, but we're working on other parts of the album. So we've got our tour booked in October and, and that's when we'll release it. So it's um, we actually were hoping to have it released in actually June, July. We were going to come to the UK for a tour, but we lost a drummer, so we um, had to cancel that and it sort of put us back time-wise, so the release had to be pushed later in the year otherwise it would have been pretty much complete already which is a bit frustrating but that's life as a muso. I don't think it's ever complete as such there's always people coming and going because it's very difficult to keep a lifestyle up of being in a band these days and working a day job as well so.
0: How does the songwriting process work within the band? Is it down to yourself or do you all get involved?
2: Hey, everyone seems to take a turn in this band. Uh, we are fortunate to have worked with a lot of musicians that come from their own genres of heavy metal, I suppose, or their, their own interests. The drummer that we've brought on board as the most recent addition uh, comes from a more uh, prog area. So uh, those elements come into the music but uh, he's also adaptive enough to be able to move sideways when uh, the other guitarist, Big Hoff, for example, goes off on one of his thrash bents, which he loves to do, we love him for it. So it really just depends on who brings the idea to the table. Uh, as I said, Hoff comes from his thrash elements and he'll bring a thrash riff through and we'll, we might work on that together. Uh, and then Genevieve will come in later on to the process once she feels like the music's hit some sort of rhythm or platform that she can add some vocal ideas to. Uh, In other instances on this album, Genevieve kicked the whole thing off and wrote some lyrics and sung some lines, and and we all uh, adapted to that. So uh, it doesn't seem to be any sort of set order to the way we do things, which is perhaps an advantage we have when it comes to the final product because we don't tend to write albums where... We maintain a consistent sound across the whole album in terms of uh, drums, bass, guitars, vocals, over-the-top sort of idea. There will always be those extra elements being thrown in and different songs. I guess the people that have been listening to us now for a few albums can even play a little game of, oh, I think this person probably wrote this song or provided the main idea for this song, Uh, and it gets a bit like that.
0: The album cover for Rapture is really stunning and proper old-school metal. How pleased are you with the artwork and will you have it displayed on your walls at home?
1: It actually is sitting right behind me and it's massive. It's on a big canvas, and we did that with our previous album too, Enter the Asylum. We actually have an artist uh, called Daryl. Daryl Firth, um, amazing, and we give him ideas of what we have in our head of what the album, because for us writing an album, we have an idea about a theme, the artwork has to match, the photo's inside. It's a whole story for us. It's never just write an album and then get some artist to just draw something. We actually have a story. So with this album, I had a vision of it being about... Um, Writing about emotions and overcoming things and being strong. A lot of people are doing doomsday stuff at the moment and apocalypse stuff and I wanted to do something positive, Mm -hmm. so just to do the opposite to everyone else and so I wanted this powerful person rising up and I thought about having the veins, we could see their veins and the power coming out of their hands because they're being strong and we just give these ideas to Daryl and he draws them and eventually between him sending us sketches and us going can you do this can you do that eventually it comes together and whenever we see the final product with his work it just blows us away so yes it's proudly sitting in my lounge room.
0: What are the long-term goals for Temtrisk in 2018 even going into 2019 already?
1: Basically for us it's I mean release another album and we've really got to get out of Australia that's it's very hard for a band here to get out of Australia because it is very expensive um, to tour. It's not like if you're in Europe, you can sort of skip around different countries and stuff without the massive flights overseas. So <laughs> it's um, it's definitely on our list. Uh, like I said, we were trying to get to the UK because we've got quite a few supporters over there. We're actually in talks with um, some people in America as well about getting over there. It's just having the backing behind us and... This, yeah, basically having the, the, the album to help us crack through that ceiling to get the support we need, I think. So if we can get over to you guys, that would be awesome.
0: So when did you guys first become interested in metal and wanting to be a performer?
1: Uh, for me personally, I, I was one of those people that had... My dad had ACDC Records and Black Sabbath at home, and I listened to that stuff. But then I got into... When I was about 13, I was having guitar lessons and some singing lessons. And Guns N' Roses released Appetite for Destruction and that just, that was it for me. I was in my black jeans and Gunner shirt at school pretty much every day driving my parents mad because I was not the pretty little girl they wanted me to be in my dresses. <laughs> I turned into this metalhead um, and it wasn't until I sort of, I joined um, Fox's band at 14 and we started gigging and I started listening to some other stuff that he had and he was showing me Iron Maiden and Metallica and I was like, yeah, this is this is definitely the direction I wanted to head. So yeah, Fox Fox was You know, well, he can tell you his story about where he started, but
2: <laughs> it Sounds good. You joined my band. I was 15 when I formed this band, of course um, And that was on the back of just hanging out and starting to tape trade uh, Ride the lightning um, and flotsam flotsam and jetsam was a, a real sort of uh, starting point for metal for me And there was just nobody doing that in this country. Um, The closest sort of we got, in short order, was was Mortal Sin, of course. Um, But at the time of forming the band with Genevieve, that that wasn't even a a happening entity. So um, it was uh, a lot of guys, I think about my age, that would take trading, listening to these new sounds, uh, getting inspired musically by it. And then starting to put these beginner bands together and uh, i was lucky enough to find a, a very good singer straight off the bat uh, so jennifer and i have been able to work together for quite an extended period of time and uh, and we get along really well and uh, we get some good products out um, but that was certainly the starting point for me
0: how is the australian metal rock scene is it vibrant because I know a fair few bands over there like Mammoth Mammoth, uh, Zombie Motor Wrecking Yard, uh, some bands that are like Science of Napalm, Metal Blade. Is it easy to get a good following? Um, is it easy to be travelling around because it's a huge continent and it's in Australia, it's massive.
1: There is a good scene here. Um, there is. It's amazing when you get some a band over like um, Iron Maiden, fill massive stadiums absolutely massive stadiums and the metal crowd that comes out you have got that group of metal people that just follow the bigger bands and it's hard to get them to local shows but we do have a good crowd that comes out to the local shows too um i know for us our last album launch in sydney we played to a really quite a good room and we have sold out one venue at a pub before when we've had over 250 payers come and watch us play you know and we the pubs basically had to go, we can't fit anyone else in the room because we didn't think it would be that full. But um, if, you, if you're if you playing around Australia, it can be different in each state. So for us, we might not have such a large following in the other states because, of course, your band that comes from your area has that, I guess, that friendship with the fans. And that's one thing I like to do with our fans is bring them into our temperance family and we all hang out and do stuff together, even when we're not at shows. Um But it can be difficult because the country is so big. (laughs) Of course, for us to get to Melbourne to play, it's an eight to ten hour drive depending on how far into Melbourne we're going. So it's not like everyone can follow you around the country and watch all your shows. But the scene's pretty good pretty much everywhere. I think we've played Brisbane, Adelaide. The only place we haven't got to is Perth. So just because it is so expensive, it's actually cost us more to fly to Perth than it would probably to get to New Zealand, which is crazy. So, wow. <laughs> the distance is just massive.
0: <laughs> That's totally insane. Okay yeah. then, which are your two favourite albums from Australia, Australian metal scene of all times, of all time, and what have they meant to you personally?
1: Both like Allegiant, it's a very good band. I'm trying to think, favourite, it's a tricky one. There is a, band, there is a band in Melbourne that I really love and they're called Damnation's Day. I don't know if you've no. seen those, heard of those guys. I actually, supported except recently, um, and did a tour with them overseas. And they're an Aussie band from Melbourne, and they've released another album recently. And they're a great band to check out if you like your traditional melodic metal.
0: Definitely.
2: Yeah. So Damn Nations Day, they're called. They're a great band. Another good band uh, doing the rounds at the moment would be Hazmat. Mm. Uh, again, they've just picked up an overseas signing as well, but. Um, more along the lines of perhaps uh, a grindier Megadeth, which is um, a little bit different again It's always got that Aussie feel to it. I suppose. I think there's a little bit of AC/DC in, in all of us um, <laughs>
1: I mean everyone here loves ACDC, so you know, we can't really call that our favorite because that's everyone's really everyone's favorite band don't
3: <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: they're not <laughs> Well I'm, old school, well, I'm old school, and I'm getting on, mates so they're metal to me. You know I mean? There's so many genres now of metal. It's ridiculous, know, isn't it? No, it's crazy, it's, isn't it? It's crazy, absolutely. Which two current bands would you most like to tour with, if you were given the choice?
1: Ah, oh, Flotsam and Jetsam. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's actually our Fox and my favourite band. <laughs> really?
0: Okay. We
3: love
1: Flotsam and Jetsam. They're still releasing stuff, and I actually tried to get them over here to Australia, but I couldn't get any promoters. To back them they were just not um not game to take them on board which is a shame because they've actually got quite a big following but haven't been able to win any promoters over yet but i'm still working on that one because i don't want to give up uh, and of course probably another one for me would be i'd love to do a show with warlock if only they'd come to australia i'd love to do a tour with warlock that'd be awesome <laughs> they were doing
2: anniversary shows i just they haven't come here it's very disappointing i'll be keen to uh... To lock in a show with death angel that'd be cool i like what they're doing at the moment that's a band that's really evolved
0: do you know it's both bands i've seen recently sorry man
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) death angel were just here with um sepultura i believe we couldn't
1: get there we were busy recording and this is the thing (laughs) being in a band you're like even tonight the iron maidens are playing in sydney We, we actually live um we're two and a half hours out of sydney so for us to get to Sydney, it's a yeah, it's a two and a half hour drive to get to a show and then you've pretty much got to stay up there. And So it's expensive to even see shows for us, but we sacrifice a lot of that stuff mm. to create our own music and that's probably the hardest part of being in a band is everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to watch this band, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and it's like, yeah, that's great, but I'm in the studio or I'm saving my own money to try and press my own vinyl and my own albums. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We get a lot of touring bands over here from all over the world, and they're they're all decent bands, and they're all bands you sort of you have on your list that you want to see. I think we've ticked most of them off over the years, and and quite recently in in short order, a lot of them seem to be coming through. It's great, but it also makes it tough when you're a band yourself trying to book tours and and organise shows because you you know inevitably you're going to clash with with an overseas act that's you know, you don't want your, your tour launch to land on the same night as Metallica plays the stadium, so it's a it's a challenge.
0: yeah i can imagine it's frustrating but i've been sort of the same last couple of years it's just like i went down to see the iron maidens in london because that was going to be their only show in the uk and what do they do the next year they come and play up north and i'm like really and i'm having to work and i have to work my my hours and it is a nightmare I, i can i fully emphasize with you can you tell me why we should watch out and listen to temptress?
1: I just think for us, I mean, we are a band that really strives to bring a great product to the table. We write. We are a band that is about riffs, so the song will stick in your head. And you know, we we like to have fun. We're on on stage. We're energetic. And like I said, once you get hooked into us, no albums are disappointment. Um, and yeah, we just we really try to tell us stories with our albums and, and make make an experience out of it. It's not just about throwing together ten different songs that don't really connect, you know. We really try and bring that whole storytelling to the audience and and bring people into our family and build something
2: out of it. So I don't And we're a band uh, now coming up on our fifth album we're a band in Australia that is an influence for other bands coming through. I mean, that's, it's hard to sort of speak like that and not sound like you're blowing your own trumpet, but it's a matter of pride for us that there are younger bands coming through uh, that, that come to our shows and, and then will reference us as influences uh, on the albums that they're putting out, the new, the younger crew, uh, sort of the, the next generation, if you like. Um, so, if you, you're looking for a way into all that sort of stuff, Temptress is a, a great kickoff
0: point. Excellent. Okay, nearly finished review. This is a quick fire round, five questions, some are a bit daft as you go along. Festival or small intimate gig?
1: Oh, love a festival. Festival.
0: <laughs> Vinyl or digital?
1: Oh, we're actually doing both <laughs> with this release. <laughs>
2: I
0: actually prefer vinyl. I'll go vinyl. Yeah,
1: vinyl. Fosters or wine? Uh, if it's
2: red wine, red wine. What's Fosters? <laughs> <laughs> He's been a
0: smart ass. No, they don't sell that in Australia. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> Do you? Right, honest question, right? Do you like Fosters?
2: Uh, honest answer, I've never drunk it. They don't sell it in Australia.
0: You're winding Foster's me up.
2: Beer.
0: <laughs> You're winding me up
2: you have to say twoies all right VB. I, <laughs> VB, yeah vb which is a called victoria bitter but it's not a bitter uh or carlton carlton united breweries right
0: those. <laughs> okay Poster, man
2: Poster's is something i believe carlton united Breweries ships to america <laughs>
0: <laughs> really because i it's really everyone thinks it's australian and it's like mm. It's not my favourite, ah, yeah. it's not my favourite drink at all.
2: No, it, uh, from what I've heard, it's terrible stuff. So. <laughs> it's just
0: basically sugary brown water, basically, yeah. it's not yeah, good.
2: We, we stick to, to vodkas and, and spirits around here, it's uh, yeah,
0: good stuff. Okay then, Parkway Drive or Airborne?
2: Airborne. Ooh,
0: depends
2: on the mood, I mean really. Can't follow either of them, let's see. Quick question. Yeah, quick answer, um, Airborne.
0: Alright. Koala or Donald Trump?
2: (laughs) Koala. Drop it. (laughs) It's a combination of both.
0: Do you have any final words for our listeners and your fans?
1: Thanks for tuning in. Check us out. We promise we won't disappoint. And um, yeah, hopefully we can get over to the UK soon and come and hang out with you guys and have a fosters with you at the bar
0: (laughs) yeah definitely
1: (laughs) this is Genevieve from temptress and you're listening to metal gods meltdown
2: this is Anthony Fox from temptress and you're listening to metal gods meltdown
3: To die, see me now. I stand in front of you. The twist of fate will be the death of you. Row oh, the dice, do you dare to play? The hand of death will be dealt today. Hear the tune, it's your funeral.